Hello, this is Caroline and you're listening to Get a Clue, Stories of Business. It's really my podcast about change management, restructuring and transformation. Last year in 2023, I completed uh, the education part of a coaching training and uh, I learned many, many helpful techniques. I also found out that I don't really enjoy being a coach unless I really like the people. So I'm much better off being a change management expert than adding coaching to my portfolio services. And amongst the many very intriguing questions and question techniques that I learned was this idea of helping coaches um, envision their future and to look at a desired outcome from the vantage point of the person that they are in the future that has already achieved that outcome, say weight loss, finding a girlfriend, changing jobs, you name it. Uh, I found this concept so intriguing that I actually started asking my um, peers in, you know, coaching sessions, envision that you are Evelyn 2.0. What would she recommend to you? And most of the people that I tried out this coaching technique with really, really liked it, right? I mean, we talk about web 3.0, etc. Why not talk about person's name 2.0 to help them change perspective and envision what they're like when they've achieved that particular outcome. Maybe you don't like run a marathon, do a triathlon, learn how to stitch, learn how to knit, you name it, we can fill it into the sentence. I love self-improvement, self-coaching. I'm a huge fan. I read these books. I've been reading them for forever. And one of the authors that whose work really resonates with me is Benjamin Pihardi, who wrote a book and it's called Be Your Future Self Now. It's pretty much focused on your habits, but also on your fears, right? So like, what are your demons? What's holding you back? What's your inner critic? How do you overcome that? And then recently I found out and blame on me, I wasn't aware of him, that um, Hal Hirschfeld, a psychologist and business school professor at, I want to say UCLA, yeah, UCLA Anderson School of Management, UCLA stands for University of LA, Los Angeles, um, has carried out a lot of research over a decade of research into um, research to connect the future selves with the current self and understand what's holding us back. Um, he talks about, you know, um, subject matters like, you know, instant gratification. So say you want to lose weight, but then there's a frozen pizza. You really want to eat the frozen pizza. So instead of connecting the dots, imagining what you're like in the future, thinner, leaner, more in shape, you opt for instant gratification, it eat the pizza. Uh, he makes the point for, um, you know, us having a hard time connecting the dots when it comes to our future self. And, and not being aware of the fact that the future self is us, but instead thinking that the future self is a stranger. And I'll be the first one to admit that this year, because I'm recording the podcast, I'm really branching out, reaching out to clients, like being much bolder than I usually am. Uh, it is not easy because imagining your future self is a lot of times also about moving out of your comfort zone. So it's not easy at all. But what I like about the work of Hal Hirschfeld and Benjamin Pihardi is that they also provide an overview of the techniques and the habits that you can develop in order to 
think from the vantage point of your future self. Now, when it comes to organizations and companies, uh, we know that they're not a singular entity. It's not one person. It's a plethora of people that make up the organization, the NGO, the, you know, um, the company, the, um, say, uh, association of people that like to play hockey. Uh, but still, I, I want to argue that we can help these entities by suggesting to them to adopt this 2.0 version thinking when it comes to the future. So what I've seen a lot of times with organizations that I help to transform is that they don't think from the future vantage point. They think about the now and here. They're like, oh my gosh, there are all these roadblocks. I have to negotiate. I don't know. Uh, you know, like letting go of people with a trade union, or I have to reorganize my entire division, or I need to upskill people, or I am middle manager C, middle manager C, and now I have so much pressure because I have to, you know, perform well, but make sure my team is on board with the changes, etc. Um, so a lot of times in a transformation project, in a restructuring case, in a change project, uh, the people affected by these changes are stuck in the present. I want to suggest to use the 2.0 concept with these people. Um, assume you are DuPont in the US and DuPont needs to go needs to um, go through a major change process. Why not suggest to everybody that's a member of the organization to think about DuPont 2.0 and what that company looks like in terms of habits, processes, behaviors, um, you know, values, but all of that obviously lived values, not the shiny ones on the glossy company profiles and brochures that are handed out by, you know, um, investor relations, <laughs> the real values. Um, also habits. So like what is okay for employees to do um, processes, uh, behaviors that are welcome, you know, I don't know failure culture or behavior, let's say providing constructive feedback and actually accepting it graciously, things like that. And the moment you think from the vantage point of that future organization, right? So future or like DuPont 2.0, um, you automatically filter the current organization's issues from that vantage point. That also helps with creating a roadmap to getting to the 2.0 version of the company. Now, I'm recording this and I'm thinking, Caroline, you're very familiar with these concepts. Maybe this is very, very abstract for people. So I'm basically just saying for your audience that the moment you envision who you as an individual want to be in the future, you, that person in the future, is not a stranger anymore. It's you, but say a slightly improved version of yourself, right? The person that completes a marathon, the person that has found a girlfriend or boyfriend, the person that has changed jobs and so much happier now. And you can apply that same thinking, so the 2.0 thinking, to an organization and a company that has to go through a major transformation process. And the more you explain that concept to the actual members of the organization, so all of the employees, 
at that stage, when you do that, it helps everybody change perspective and vision themselves and the company and say six months or 12 months. Typically, when I go into a change management process and project, the first thing I do is to reverse engineer the entire initiative because I like to be focused on outcomes and results. So I ask myself, okay, if you want this done in three months, what do we have to do until that stage, right? Or like, if we need a culture change, what has to get done within the next six months, right? Or um, say, if we need to lay off 100 middle managers, how are we going to achieve this? What are the steps we need to undertake? Or quite the contrary, if this company is on a, you know, like very like um, happy, successful growth path and we need to hire um, 50 software engineers, how do we get there? Let's assume it's four months down the road, we have hired these 50 software engineers. What are the steps we took to make this a success? Make this a reality. That's why I think this, you know, thinking in terms of viewpoint 2.0 or say fire 2.0 or say um, Red Sea Global 2.0, that's a um, modern uh, uh, hospitality, luxury hospitality company in Saudi Arabia. And the moment we think about the future organization and change perspective, propel ourselves into the future, as a member of that organization, we become a much more creative innovative. Don't forget that. Like the moment you like step on the balcony and like really reconsider and plan from that future vantage point, you all of a sudden see a plethora of solutions emerge. You're much less focused on roadblocks, challenges, problems. You're not in that negative, you know, loop anymore. You're um, adopting the vantage point of somebody that has already achieved all of this and says, okay, got it. We've made this a reality. Now, how did we get there? And I feel like that type of thinking is often not used in change management. I would find it very, very helpful to use this brilliant coaching technique that I learned last year and then just started applying by always saying to people, okay, you're Michael 2.0. What does he recommend to you? Or your Anastasia 2.0 or your um, Kiva 2.0. What does this person recommend to you that I would welcome if we future selfed the organization much more often? And I know this is like, I just came up with this term, right? To future self the organization. But in essence, the moment you elevate the thinking of everybody that is part of a transformation project, you unlock creativity, innovation, a focus on solutions, as I said before, and that really helps uh, adopting a much more constructive and fertile approach to any kind of like M&A process, restructuring process. I mean, like, especially the tough cases for a transformation, right? Like the unhappy transformations, when there's cost pressure, when processes have to be redesigned, when people are, you know, like uh, being let go of, these are like tough situations, tough scenarios for a transformation. And especially in these cases, you know, like moving to the balcony, like prospect, like envisioning what it's gonna be like in the future can add much more positive thinking to, you know, let's say it, maybe a dire situation. So consider future self in the organization. 
reverse engineering the initiative, really like adopting the vantage point of somebody that has already achieved that outcome. What does the organization look like? How do people behave? Which kind of like behaviors are welcomed? What are the lived values? What works well? And then once you have sketched out that vision, then make a plan. Thanks so much for listening. I am curious, are you also a big fan of personal development uh, literature? Have you ever considered your future self and how to get there? Do you think we should consider the future, like the organization 2.0 version, or do we actually need to consider the organization 3.0? Because that's a topic for another podcast, but something I would really love to look at because I think that could also help with, you know, making organizations much, much, much more dynamic and just agile. I mean, agile is, you know, one of these words I don't use like VUCA world, but sometimes you got to use the right words and this 2.0 concept, I just really love it. I use it all the time. And I really wish that in change management, we would implement it more often. Thanks so much for listening. If you have feedback and comments, please share with me. And until further ado, bye-bye.